Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Marinero with yet another edition of The Sick Podcast. And you can follow us on all platforms at The Sick Podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Sick Podcast as well. What to talk about today? Well, in the world of sports, the beauty of it, there's always something going on. The NFL, yet another week. So we'll take a look at our power rankings. We'll take a look at our sick picks. And I'll let you know that we had 9 of 13 correct. Today, we're going to take a look at an underdog pick, a lock of the week. And the three biggest games of the week where other people usually run away from them and they hide and they're scared because they're games that more so than any other game can go the other way. We're not going to hide. We're going to give you winners of those three big games as well. In my opinion, the three biggest games, look, there's a lot of them that are big, all depending on where teams are in the standings and, you know, possible playoff ramifications and all that stuff. But you'd have to think the 49ers at Ravens the Patriots at Texans, and Monday night's Vikings at Seahawks are among the biggest. Speaking of football, Jerry Jones has spoken out, and he's talked about his coach, his coaches, and we're going to discuss that as well. On to the world of basketball, a big game between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Toronto Raptors. A lot of people had it circled on their calendar, especially after the way the Raptors beat the 76ers last year. It was game seven. You remember that? It was the famous Kawhi shot at the buzzer. So we're going to touch on that as well. In the world of hockey, Mike Babcock. We talked about him last week. We talk about him this week because now stories are starting to surface as to some of the things he said, some of the things he did, and some of his antics, which has a lot of people up in arms. He's not the only one. Bill Peters, the head coach of the Calgary Flames, has found himself and quite a bit of controversy as well. Controversy so deep that it might cost him his job. And we're going to discuss. So where do we start? Let's start with football. The Dallas Cowboys, who Jerry Jones has said, have assembled such an unbelievable team with a lot of star power and a lot of big names. And they're, they're paying Dak big money. And they're paying Zeke big money. And they got a list of wide receivers who are very dangerous players. The Cowboys, they're not bad. They're 6-5, and five, which is good enough for first place in the East. But based on the players that they have, based on the money they spend, based on what, based on what the expectations are, they're supposed to be a lot better than 6-5 and five in the NFC East. They had a chance to go 7-4. and four. They had a chance to make a lot of noise. America's team the Dallas Cowboys, according to most, this past week played versus maybe the team that now has the title of America's team, Robert Kraft's Bill and Tom's New England Patriots. It's a game that the Cowboys could have won. It's a game that they probably, if you take a look at what happened in the game, and there were some controversial decisions by the NFL referees, who continue to get it wrong, it seems like more so in this sport than in any other sport. It's a game that with a little bit of luck, they could have won. 
But it was kind of like a field goal game either way. The Patriots probably could have won by even more than the four-point margin than they won by because they missed a field goal in the game. The final score was 13-9 for the Patriots. Jerry Jones really upset. He's upset with the special teams. When you're upset with special teams, special teams at the end of the day, it comes down to what? It comes down to coaching. Coaching the special teams and then executing. And when you lose a game by three or four points, you're going to take a look at what your team could have done more, where you went wrong. So Jerry Jones is talking about the special teams coach. He's talking about coaching in general. And that falls on the shoulders of Jason Garrett, right? When you're the head coach, you're responsible for the overall coaching of the game. Whether it's the decisions you took, whether it's decisions on special teams, whether it's the decisions of the defensive coordinator, whether it's the decisions of the offensive coordinator, overall, the guy in charge of everything is the head coach. This is not the first time that Jerry Jones calls out Jason Garrett. He obviously has an affinity to this guy, though, because they've been together for the longest time. Garrett's a former National Football League quarterback, if you remember him, who played for several teams, among them the Dallas Cowboys. He played from, uh, for them from 93 to 99. And then, after his playing career, he became their offensive coordinator starting in 2007. To eventually, the assistant coach by the end of 2000 or by the beginning of 2010. And then he went from there, um, taking over for Wade Phillips as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys on an interim basis in 2010. As of 2011, the interim tag was taken off and Jason Garrett became officially the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Did you hear what I just said? He played for them from 93 to 99 and he's been with them as a coach in different capacities from 2007 or since 2007. I don't know how much success the Dallas Cowboys have had during that time for him to actually hold on to the job as long as he's held on to. But I need you to think about this. His percentage is 565. In the playoffs where it counts, he's got a 400 winning percentage, or let's call it a losing percentage. Five playoff games, two wins and three losses. Now in between all of that, there is one bright spot in his coaching career. He won the Coach of the Year Award back in 2016. But today we're in 2019. In 2016, I weighed 225. In 2019, I weighed 273. I'm not the same person in 2019 as I was in 2016. And this guy's not the same coach in 2019 as he was in 2016. So is he going to hold on to his job because he won the Coach of the Year in 2016? Is he going to hold on to his job because he's been coaching this team in some way, shape, or form, in some capacity since 2007? Is he going to hold on to his job because he used to play for the Cowboys between 93 and 99? Jerry Jones, you talk about all the money you've invested in this team. You talk about the payroll. You talk about the stars that you have. The Dallas Cowboys, America's team, I need you to think about this, okay? If they are America's team, 
America's team should have the best head coach in football, the best offensive coordinator in football, the best defensive coordinator in football, the best uh, special teams coach in football, the best general manager. They should have the best everything in football if they're America's team. Instead, the New England Patriots, they're a team that under Bill Belichick, that they picked up from the New York Jets because the Jets are stupid. The Jets have never been able to evaluate coaches. That's why they've been up and down and more down than up in the last 20 years. That's why they've been they've been completely ridiculed for what they've been able to do at the draft table or not do. So courtesy of the Jets and the Browns, the Patriots have Bill Belichick. Six championships Bill and Tom have won together. They've been to nine Super Bowls together. They have a record of six and three. With Bill being the head coach. I need you to think about this for a second. If the Cowboys are America's team, then Jerry Jones had to, in the past, sign a guy like Belichick to be his coach. And now Belichick maybe doesn't want to go anywhere because he's got Brady as quarterback, who, mind you, probably doesn't have too much time left, who has Kraft as an owner, probably loves it there. I'm sure he does. For the most part, all he does is win, right? And so you know what this was with the Patriots beating the Cowboys? It was a little bit of poetic justice, you understand? Because the guy that should be coaching America's team totally outcoached Jerry Jones's coach and won the game by a score of 13 to 9. This guy should have been coaching there a long time ago. Now, I don't know how much longer Bill wants to coach. I don't know. I don't know if he wants to coach the Patriots for another year, another two years. I don't know if he wants to retire in three or four. I don't know if somebody presents him with a big check if he's willing to leave. But I will say this. Since it wasn't Bill Belichick in the past, and maybe it won't be Bill Belichick in the future, what the Dallas Cowboys need to do is they need to look around the NFL and they need to decide, they need to take a look at this, they need to examine it, they need to do their homework, their research, and figure out who the best coach in football besides Belichick is. And whoever it is, whoever they decide, that's the guy that they have to hire. That's the guy. I'm going to tell you right now. You know what this past week showed us? I'm going to tell you what it showed us. It showed us that there are some teams that are not going to win the Super Bowl. And I, you know what? I can't tell you right now who is going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, I can tell you that the Baltimore Ravens, the New England Patriots, and the San Francisco 49ers have the best chance. That I can tell you. I can't guarantee you who's going to win it. But I will make you a guarantee who's not going to win it. You want to know who's not going to win it? There are two teams that are not going to win it. And I can guarantee you they won't unless they make a coaching change this year. One is the Dallas Cowboys. They haven't beat a team above 500 all season. What does that tell you? They can't beat a well-coached team. What does that mean? That means 
that when they play a good team that's well coached, they get outplayed because they got outcoached. But it's it's simple math. Do I have to explain everything to everyone? I can't explain it more simple than this. And the other team that's not going to go nowhere, and we saw it this weekend or last weekend, is the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay, coming off a bye, went to San Francisco. The Super Bowl passes through one of them, right? In their respective conference. And to have home field advantage, Green Bay needed to go to San Francisco and win that game. They got absolutely destroyed. 37 to 8. But the reason why they got destroyed, did you see their coach? Did you see Matt LaFleur? Did you see his face throughout the whole game? His brother, by the way, works for the San Francisco 49ers. Ex members of his staff that he's worked with in the past work for the San Francisco 49ers. It almost seemed like they knew exactly which play LaFleur was going to call, what kind of offense they were going to run, and what they were going to do. It almost seemed like they had it in their week of preparation, the 49ers, because the Packers, who had a bye week, had two weeks of prep. In their week of preparation, it seems like they mapped out everything that Matt LaFleur was going to do, everything they were going to call, and they saw it coming from a mile away. Did you see the look on his face, how many times the camera went straight up to him? And it was, it was a deer in headlights. It really was like, he even said it after the game. We got outplayed and outcoached. I mean, he's, he's not a great coach, but he's, it's not because he's stupid. He's not stupid. He knows he got outcoached. He knows. Did you see when the camera zoomed in on Aaron Rodgers? Rodgers was like, I can't believe we don't have an answer for these guys. I, I can't believe they know exactly where I'm going. I can't believe they know exactly what I'm doing. I can't believe they know exactly where I'm going to throw. This was a very important week this past week in the NFL. Because if anything, it told us who plays at a level higher than everyone else. It told us which teams are really legitimate. It told us which teams are very good, but not yet very legitimate. And it told us which teams are pretenders. The Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers are pretenders. I don't care that Dallas is 6-5 and five and they're first in the NFC East. I don't care that the Green Bay Packers are 8-3 and three and they're on top of their division as well. I'm telling you right now that if those two teams finish off the season with their respective coaches, I will guarantee you that they're not going to win the Super Bowl. Now, what can I bet? What kind of guarantee I can make you? I don't know. Because you're listening and because we're friends, let's call it a friend's bet for now. Huh? And at one point, we're going to up the ante. So, Jerry, if you just want to be a good team, status quo. If you want to be a team that has a chance to win it all, you need to fire your head coach. Despite him winning coach of the year in 2016, 
Because nobody cares about yesterday. Everybody cares about tomorrow. Jerry, Tony tells you. Tony tells you. Jerry, listen to the sick podcast. Tony's telling you. I'm sure there's a lot of people whispering in your ear. I'm sure those people that are whispering in your ear have no idea why this guy has been with your coaching staff since 2007. But if you're wondering why you have a 400 winning percentage in the playoffs or losing percentage, that's a big reason. I've said what I have to say about football. Actually, you know what? I haven't said what I have to say about football. Would the show be complete? Would the football talk be complete if I didn't talk to you about Lamar Jackson? Now do you know what I've been talking about over the past several couple of weeks for those who are saying, okay, I get it, he's good, but he's not as good as this guy behind the microphone has been saying that he is. No, 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 no. He's better than I've been saying he is. This guy has not only become my favorite athlete to watch play of any pro sport, He's the only guy, and I'm 47, that I'm tempted to go out and buy his number eight Baltimore Ravens jersey. I'm not a Ravens fan. I don't have any affinity to them. I don't know this guy. I don't have his number yet. We don't talk, we don't text each other yet. But he has me tempted to go out and buy his jersey. This guy is better than I told you that he was. And the Ravens right now are playing at a level that no one can match. And I think it all comes down to that win against Belichick and Brady. When Belichick shakes hands with the other coach and the other coach knows that he got the best of them, do you know how much confidence it gives that team to say, we have a coach who was able to beat Belichick in a game? When a quarterback goes up against Tom Brady and he beats Tom Brady in a game, do you know how much confidence it gives that quarterback and the rest of his teammates knowing that he beat Tom Brady. Think about that for a second. They ate up, destroyed, dismantled, chewed up and spit out the LA Rams. In Los Angeles, the Rams, they gave up after the first quarter. They were like, ah, these guys are too good. We want no part of them. It was, it was, it was a clinic. It was an absolute clinic what happened. Right now, they're the, uh, they're the Super Bowl favorite. They're the Super Bowl favorite right now. I don't care that they've lost two games and the Patriots have lost a game. They're the Super Bowl favorite right now because they beat the Patriots. And once again, I don't care about what happened at the beginning of the season. I don't live in the past. I live in the now. The now is that the Baltimore Ravens right now are one dangerous animal. With a quarterback who once again rushed for almost 100 yards and the opposition had no answer for him. And not only is he rushing, have you seen his passes now? Have you seen his pass accuracy? Have you seen his team and the energy in which they play? It's absolutely unbelievable. Anyway, so I had to finish off with that. I finished off with Jason Garrett. I finished off with Jerry Jones. I finished off with the two pretenders, the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. And now I talk to you about Lamar Jackson, the most entertaining most exciting and most valuable player right now in the National Football League. I don't think it's going to change. From football, we switch gears. We go to uh, we go to basketball. I can't wait to talk about this. Last year, I was on the Raptors bandwagon. Right? Canadian team, 
We the North, and they were pretty exciting to watch. Kawhi Leonard, Marc Gasol, Serge Ibaka, Fred Van Vliet, right? They're pretty fun to watch. Pascal Siakam. Their second round, there's a lot of people that thought that Philadelphia 76ers were going to eliminate the Toronto Raptors in round two. You want to know why? Because of Joel Embiid. Guy is like seven foot tall. He's 250 pounds. It's like when Big John Studd made his way into the WWE. And remember that? Big John Studd. Right? Until Andre the Giant came and he squashed Big John Studd. Kawhi did that to Joel Embiid last year, right? Kawhi was Andre the Giant and Joel Embiid was Big Joel Studd. And the Giant squashed him. But now the Giant's no longer there in Toronto. So you're thinking, in the 76ers' first game back to Toronto, since Toronto eliminated them, well now Big John Studd, Joel Embiid, is going up and, you know, the giant is gone. There's another giant in waiting, which is Pascal Siakam, who's very good, but he's not a Kawhi level yet. Maybe one day he will be. Everyone's waiting for this guy. Everyone's thinking revenge. When you're a real one, and I'm not saying that he's not going to be a real one, but what this week proved us in the NBA, what this game proved to us is before you put together your top five list, before you put together your top 10 list, or if this guy is on your top five or your top 10, you have to understand something. To be on a list like that, you have to be a real one. The guy's not a real one. For the first time in his career, 0 for 11 from the field, 0 for 3 in free throws, 0 for 4 in three-point range, Four turnovers, five fouls, 32 minutes. Do you know how many points Joel Embiid in his first game back to Toronto, where you're supposed to be vowing revenge, where you're supposed to make a statement saying, you beat us last year, but you won't beat us this year. Do you know how many points he put up? As much as me and I didn't play. Zero. So if the Philadelphia 76ers would have had Tony Marinaro, from the sick podcast, in for Joel Embiid, and I would have played, it doesn't matter how many minutes, I would have the same production as Embiid did in Toronto. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And, and Drake is there, and some people take issue with this, that Drake, who's an ambassador for the Raptors, of course, who's been sitting courtside for the longest time, he's there, Right? And, and he's taking the lint off of his pants with his roller. Did you see that? With his lint roller. Did you see that, right? And at one point, when he finishes doing that, he starts mocking Joel Embiid. And some people have taken issue with this, saying, oh, he can't do that. He's Drake. Leave the players alone. I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. As a matter of fact, I almost think that Drake got in his head. And he, you know what? He probably throws some guys off their game. But Joel Embiid, if you ever followed this guy, you ever followed this guy? I watched them in Orlando, right? I watched them in Orlando play a game, 76ers, 
at, at Orlando, uh, and uh, it was uh, it was a preseason game before the season started. And there's a bunch of kids that are waiting to shake hands with him right by the tunnel and stuff like that, right? This guy doesn't shake hands with anybody. This guy doesn't look at anybody. This guy thinks, you know what, I'm in the NBA, I've arrived. You know, it's one thing to arrive in the NBA, but before you're really a superstar, you really have to arrive. You really have to be able to go out there and beat teams by yourself and show in big games, like a revenge game, like a rematch game, that you're the guy, and you know what? You end up winning the game by yourself. To put up zero points, it's one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen in my life. Embarrassing. And yes, Nick Nurse is a good coach, and yes, he's got a good staff, and yes, they got a good game plan, but could you imagine that? Could you imagine being seven foot tall and not being able to put one basket ball in the basket. Could you imagine being seven foot tall, playing 32 minutes? So in 32 minutes, out of all the times he got the ball in his hands, and this is a sport, by the way, that the tactics, the game plan is usually, let's put the ball in the hands of the best player, and let's make him decide what he wants to do with it, right? Whether he wants to shoot, whether he wants to dunk it, whether he wants to dish. So this guy, for 32 minutes, is on the court. For 32 minutes, he's touching a lot of the ball, and he puts up zero points. Joel Embiid, the next time you play the Toronto Raptors, my friend, you better have, like, the game of your life, or else the criticism is still going to be there, and it's not going to go away. Speaking of criticism, here today on the Sick Podcast, how about what's going on in the National Hockey League? Mike Babcock, who was once upon a time, four years ago, there was the Babcock sweepstakes. Remember that? It was every team or many teams want Mike Babcock. Where is he going to end up going? And he ended up negotiating. He ended up going between the Buffalo Sabres and the Toronto Maple Leafs. There was a negotiation that was going on. It was brilliant because there's about an hour distance between the two teams. So he played both of them. He played Buffalo. He was never going to go to Buffalo. He played them. He wanted to go to Toronto. He knew he was going to get the money in Toronto. And he knew that Toronto was going to have a plan. So he goes to Toronto. Eight-year deal, $50 million. Breaks the bank. A coach never got that kind of money before. Stanley Cup winning coach. Gold medalist at the Olympics for Team Canada. And then he goes to the Toronto Maple Leafs. They missed the playoffs in year one. They get eliminated in round one in year two get eliminated in round one in year three, get eliminated in round one in year four. He doesn't last the fourth. He goes. He doesn't, doesn't make it to year five, right? 23 games into the season, he's fired. So now he's fired. And in the past, there had been some criticism of Mike Babcock from former player uh, Mike Commodore. What a bad experience with him when they were part of the Anaheim Ducks organization. And then he ended up signing with Detroit as an unrestricted free agent. Babcock gave him his word that he was going to play him because he needed a guy like him. And Mike Commodore lasted like not even, I don't know, 17 games or something like that with Detroit. So Commodore came out. He has destroyed Babcock on social media for a couple of years now. But a lot of people said, well, you know what? It's one guy. He didn't pan out. After that, he played for another team, Tampa Bay. And then next thing you know, he was out of the league a couple of years later. And this guy is just sour. He's just sour. He's just mad at the world. Babcock's a great coach. This guy's sour. And then you heard a couple of other players, talk, former players talking about him. Aaron Ward, 
is not the president of the Mike Babcock fan club. And now um, there's another story, right? So the Athletic posts a story that they got in their hands is that um, Babcock in Mitch Marner's rookie season pulled him aside and said, listen, I have an exercise for you to do. I have forms for you to fill out. I want you to tell me who you think the hardest working players are on this team and the least hardest working players are on the team. So Mitch Marner fills out a form and, and among the least hardest working players on the team is Tyler Bolzak centerman and Nazem Kadri centerman. Both of which at one point had played with Marner, who's a right winger. What does Babcock do? He takes this form, and at one point when he meets with Bozak, or he's talking to him, he says, bud, you got to play harder, man. Look, even the 19-year-old rookie thinks you're, you're the laziest guy on this team. And then he goes over to Kadri, and he does the same thing. So now what is he doing? A lot of people have done this in the past. It's called the game of divide and conquer. But you know what else it is? It's a game of mental abuse. I'm embarrassed for Mike Babcock, who's an advocate and has been for the past couple of years, for mental health to play these kind of mind games with his players and to actually think it's a good idea. Members of the media, by the way, including Darren Dreger of TSN, have already had a text message exchange with Babcock asking him, because there's a bunch of people that are ready to say that this is true. If it was true, he had no other choice. He had to say, listen, I wanted to see who the kids' role models were. It was an exercise that went wrong. It went sour. I regret it. I immediately apologized. And that's fine. You know, we all make mistakes in life. But a coach with that experience, to make a mistake like that, that conniving, honestly, it's garbage. And there are other things that had happened before in the past, and now everyone's bringing them up. Like Mike Medano was scratched like I don't know how many times from Mike Babcock. He finished his career with 1,499 games. Is that the craziest thing in the world to make the guy finish at 1,499? One game away from 1,500? Jason Spezza. He signs with the Leafs. Probably playing, you know, he's, he's, he's playing in front of family and friends, has a chance against his former team at the beginning of the season, and he makes them a healthy scratch. So now you start taking all those things and you piece them all together, and, and the legend of Mike Babcock is no more. It comes across as a jerk, as a jerk. So he lost his job, and one guy who's going to lose it any minute now is probably losing it right now, you'd have to think, is Bill Peters. Akim Aliu who played for him in Rockford in the AHL, Peters is now the coach of the Calgary Flames, says that once upon a time he was playing music in the locker room and Peters told him to stop with that N-word kind of music of, uh, of N-words doing this kind of stuff and that kind of stuff. Racist remarks. 100% racism. You know, we're trying to stop racism in sports. We're trying to stop it, especially, you know, in all walks of life in the world. And then you hear this. And look, I get it. You know, in life, things were said in the past that you can't say today. But how could a coach, especially a coach who deals with athletes and is supposed to be a mentor and is supposed to be a role model, 
and is supposed to preach the right things and the good examples. How could he say something like that? So now, is it an allegation? Well, two of uh, Kim Il-Yu's teammates back in the day with Rockford have come out and they've backed his story, saying it's true. Apparently, the captain of the team met with the coach in the locker room after and said, why did you say stuff like that? And the coach came back and told them again and never apologized for it. And now there's an investigation. Listen, sports is supposed to unite us, not divide us. Bill Peters is in serious trouble here. Not to mention that, you know, he's an easy guy to fire because his team is out of the playoffs right now, as we speak. They've, they've gone through some really, they went through a really, really bad slump. But regardless of where they were in the standings, this will make it easier to fire him. The Calgary Flames, you have no other choice. The National Hockey League has a message of say no to racism. You have to have a message of say no to racism. Sports has a message of say no to racism. This world, we're trying to say no to racism. Uh, it still exists, but we're trying to say no to it. We're trying to stop it. The second we see something that's wrong, we point it out. And now you have to wonder. And so this guy is going to get fired. They have no other choice. But now you have to wonder what's going to happen here. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You know the Me Too movement? The Me Too movement is going to go towards coaches now. And, and a lot of people are going to come out. And especially players whose careers never panned out. They're going to be, they probably have so much regret, so much frustrations deep down inside. But you know the, the amount of stories that are going to come out now? I can guarantee you that right now, as we speak, there are a bunch of people who coached in professional sports, amateur sports, that are just that are that are scared livid of what's going to come out next. Scared. We're going to finish it off with our power rankings. So Calgary Flames, do the right thing. Fire Bill Peters. And by the way, to all teams, and not only the Flames, the next time you interview somebody to be coached for your team, when you go through a background check, can you go through a real one? Can you go through an extensive one? Can you go through a good one? And by the way, if you're too lazy to do it, hire a firm that'll do it for you. On to the NFL Power Rankings. We don't care if you agree or disagree. Here are our Power Rankings on the Sick Podcast. We're going to start with number five. The New Orleans Saints, who just got by the Carolina Panthers. But what's important is that they won by a score of 34-31. They're number five in my power rankings with a record of 9-2. and two. On to number four in the power rankings. It wasn't easy, but they did it by a score of 17-9 over the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks, who come in at a record of 9-2. and two. At number three, I'm probably going to surprise you. You probably thought I was going to go with the 49ers, but I'm not. I'm going to go with the Patriots. Because the 49ers were just so damn impressive in demolishing Green Bay by a score of 37-8. So the Patriots, they just got by Dallas, who wasn't well coached. The Patriots are number three in the power rankings. The San Francisco 49ers are number two. And at number one, they dismantled the Rams. They are the hottest team in the National Football League. They are the best team right now in the National Football League. The Baltimore Ravens are number one in the power rankings. Saints at 5, Seahawks at 4, Patriots at 3, 49ers at 2, and Ravens at 1. We're now going to give you a chance to make some money as we finish off the show. It's time to get rich with our sick picks on the Sick Podcast. I'm going to give you an underdog pick of the week. Denver's at home. They play host to the LA Chargers. The Chargers are favored by 2.5. 
Well, you know what? They're going on the road. I know they're coming off a bye. Sometimes it doesn't work out. But there's going to be a change of weather. There's going to be a change of altitude. And Denver is particularly strong at home. Give me the Denver Broncos as the underdog pick. The lock of the week. The Packers are 8-3. and three. They go to the Giants, who are 2-9. and nine. Are the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers going to play two bad games in a row? They're on top of the division. They need to win this one. The Packers are my lock of the week. And in the three biggest games, the 49ers at Ravens, with all due respect to the 49ers, this game is not in San Fran, and the Ravens coaches, not Matt LaFleur of the Green Bay Packers, I'm going to take the Ravens. The Patriots at Texans, although the Texans have an incredible offense, the Patriots have an incredible defense, I'll take the Patriots. And the Vikings at Seahawks, with all due respect to the Vikings, and Cousins, who's been very good, I can't go against Russell Wilson right now, I'm going to take the Seahawks. That's it for another edition of the Sick Podcast. You can follow us on all platforms and on Instagram at the Sick Podcast and Marinero. Until next time. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next week. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. <laughs>